Mm-hmm. Welcome to Diary of an Ex-Ho. This is Sherry Hardman. I'll be your ex-ho. Today's guest is Alyssa Yeoman. So sit back, relax, enjoy the episode, and remember the old saying, always a bridesmaid when you're a hoe. So we don't, yeah. I don't. I don't need to introduce you because the intro will, music will do that. So we're just gonna start like um, I typically. Let's just start with your childhood. Kind of. I kind of want to oh. know. I kind of want to know about your like your parents. Are they together or were they together? Yeah. So my parents have actually been together for almost fifty years now. Um, wow. Yeah. Should they be together? That's always up for a debate. Um, they're old, they bicker. <laughs> they have been through a lot um, and they're still kicking it, but they're just from a different generation. My parents are pretty old. They're from the silent generation. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just a different perspective on marriage right. life. You know, there's no, once you're committed and you're in it, you're in it. Um, both of them came from a religious background. So I don't know how much that influences that um and uh yeah I was adopted I got two older siblings um my older sister is trans we don't talk that much anymore but um yeah kind of a unique family demographic for sure okay and um were your parents affectionate with each other and with you guys or not yeah they were semi-affectionate my mom was more affectionate than my dad um, but I wouldn't qualify us as like a touchy family by any means. Um, and both of them are just so old school. There's like this, there was like some times feeling of like, oh, I don't feel as, I don't know, cared for, but I don't know if they knew how to express that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so, uh yeah they weren't super affectionate though I think my mom and I my mom and I were pretty close growing up and like I was her little buddy so she taught me things and everything like that um and she's more of a hugger and stuff like that my parents have both gotten a lot more affectionate in their old age which I find kind of funny I don't know if like life softened them up or what but now they're like hug they're touching they want to take the pictures together um and all that stuff so it's kind of a change from I know, growing you, up. Keep, you keep saying they're old so I'm curious like how old are they um uh, my dad is 75 and my mom is 70 okay yeah so that for you for your age I don't even know what your age is but for your age, that probably is pretty old because like I'm 62 and my mom is 78. She had oh, me, yeah. I had a young mom. And so, you know, my mom and your dad are kind of close in age. So, yeah. Yeah. My my parents, um, they've been they're definitely old. I'm throwing I'm 35 um, going on 36. And both my siblings are much older than I am. They're seven and 11 years older than I am. So I feel like they are in like the normal range for like my siblings ages for parents to be, but they're just a little bit older than most people my age parents yeah. are. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you, uh, do you remember like the 
the first time I call it a sexual awakening, but uh, like the first time that you realized that there's something that's been going on in this world that you previously didn't know about and you're starting to notice it. Do you remember when that was? Yes. So it was at a pretty early age. Um, uh, I think I discovered sex through snooping through my older brother's rooms. Um, I basically found their porn stashes and was like, what is this? <laughs> this is something I have no experience with. And um, I'm seeing things I've ever seen before. And then um, we had a computer in my house when I was pretty young and me and my friends discovered searching and all of that at a young age uh, after we used to um, pay for the softcore porn on my TV um, and we'd blame it on my brothers. Um, <laughs> we uh, discovered chat rooms and things like that. So I feel like I was probably in like at least probably third grade or so when I first kind of started making those discoveries and I was like, oh, this is my world has opened up. Sex is cool. <laughs> Whole new world. Um, yeah, exactly. Did you have any like celebrity crushes? <laughs> so this is going to make you laugh because you know who my fiance is. But one of my first celebrity crushes was Macaulay Culkin. Um, blonde hair, blue eye, <laughs> who I ended up right. with. Um, and I also loved Lil Bow Wow. And then I remember having early crushes, and this is a weird one, but I remember having a crush on Edward Scissorhands <laughs> and being like, well, yeah, not Johnny Depp, but Edward Scissorhands, exactly, okay. exactly. And yeah, being like in love with Edward Scissorhands. And I was like, I don't know why this is my crush, but that was one of my first. Well, he was, he was so sensitive. I think that was it. I think mm -hmm. that was it. Yeah, I get, I get it. I get it. Um, so now how would you classify your sexuality or do you? Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I don't like classifying it. I, I have a joke on stage about being pansexual. I feel like that's probably the best label I could come up with. Um, that is available to use um mm. so that's where i stand now i've had a mix of both queer and like hetero relationships um and yeah i'm kind of attracted to whoever is attractive it's all about like personality for me and a vibe um, mm -hmm. I, I just love a confident person who's funny and easy to get along with and that comes in like many different forms right yeah Okay. Um, what's your definition of amazing sex? <laughs> this is a loaded question. <laughs> um, do we get to ask you these questions back? <laughs> you can ask me whatever you want. Yeah. Um, yeah. Amazing sex. I think amazing sex, you know, my definition has recently kind of shifted um, when it comes to amazing sex. Cause like I mentioned before, we kind of started this, pod I've been in sex therapy and at first I used to think that amazing sex was just like okay let's get as freaky as possible and um I don't know maybe 
yeah, a lot of things were just assumed. And I think now Amazing Sex looks like a good conversation up top about like what you're doing, where you're going, what you're both interested in doing, and both people like being engaged in the act, whatever that is, the sexual act, whatever that is. Um, I used to be a little bit more of a bottom and I feel like I used to just like do whatever other people wanted to do in bed. And that's how I kind of figured out like different kinks and stuff. I'm thankful for what I've learned sexual sexually. But right. um, I think now it just, it looks a little different. My whole libido has like changed in, in my thirties than it was in my twenties. And I think also like medication kind of changed my sexuality, like my approach to sex a bit too. So now it looks a lot slower and a lot more intentional than maybe it used to. Um, so I think amazing sex is just kind of defined by that. Okay. There's a lot of questions in there for me. <laughs> all right. So first of all, I'm going to like, uh, first of all, like um, medications, what do you mean by medications slowing you down sexually? Yeah. So I was diagnosed with bipolar pretty late in life um, about two years ago and got medicated for it. And it really changed up my sex drive because uh part of my personal journey with bipolar was a lot of promiscuity and being very sexually free uh. and sexually impulsive. And so um, when I got medicated, all, a lot of my impulsivity, I, the best way I can describe it and other people describe it is it kind of flattens that part of your personality a little bit. So it's a lot less like, oh, let's tear off these clothes now and get down to it. Um, I don't have that urge like I used to when I was out there hoeing and doing my thing. Mm -hmm. Do you miss that at all? Or are you just relieved that you're less frantic? Mm, I miss it. I miss it. I sometimes miss it. I mean, it's just, you know, I, it's also getting older too. I know that's part of it. Um, I miss, yeah, I, I felt very carefree at the time. I got myself into some sticky situations. So that part I do not miss. Um, I think there are times I ignored like danger when I definitely right. should have been more aware, but um, yeah, I missed some aspects of it because it's just like, you know, I was, I was getting fucked up on vibes alone, having a good time doing my thing. And for that to kind of shift always is going to be a little bit rocky and make you feel like, Oh, is this normal? Am I boring now? You know, but um. I just I'm just embracing it because it brings me stability that I need in other ways, mm. um, and I feel like it, sex I can explore still. It sounds a lot just like getting old. <laughs> I mean, it does. You know, it's like yeah. I miss those times when it's like, do I really have the energy to go through all that? And and like you said, I put myself in danger so much. Like, right. I, I, I don't, I'm sure of it. You know, I can remember, I don't, I don't mean to make this about me, but I just like, I remember walking with a guy that I met at a bar by Fort Lewis out into the woods to have sex. And I kept saying, you're not going to murder me, are you? Like I said it like three times. And finally, he's like, you know, if you're really worried about getting murdered, murdered maybe we shouldn't be doing this, you know? And yes. so then my brain went like, Oh, I guess I'm a little bit crazy. So, I mean, 
<laughs> right? Yeah, totally. Uh, youth for you. Youth and a little alcohol and equals stupidity. Okay, so you brought up sex therapy. I've always been curious about sex therapy, but I would like you to tell me whatever you can or want to about it. Yes, sex therapy. It has blown my mind. Um, so me and my current partner, we decided to do sex therapy because we have a difference in libidos. My libido is quite a bit higher than his. And we're like, okay, how do we like come to an agreement to like how sex is? You don't want to be like in that constant like push and pull with each other. So we got into sex therapy and it has been a little it's just been totally different than what I expected. I, um, I think some of the bigger things that have come out of sex therapy is one, we do a lot of art in sex therapy, which I was not expecting to do <laughs> a lot of art. It might just be my sex therapist, but she's always having us draw something, make a new <laughs> collage that represents our sex life and all this stuff, which um, at first I was like, okay, we'll see how this benefits, but it's crazy how quick it kind of brings you to the same page. Um, and it also, um, the big thing about sex therapy is really evaluating like turn-ons and turn-offs. I hadn't really, like, I know what things I like in bed, but I hadn't thought about like, okay, what are my like fantasies? What am I, what really slows me down or turns me off? that I might not be clued into or what are some things that happen outside of the bedroom that turn me on? I hadn't really thought about those types of things. And we read this great book, which I'd highly recommend. It's called Come As You Are. That's all about um, the female orgasm in particular. And I think that blew my mind because there was so much about my own body and the mechanics I didn't know like I didn't know the clit was actually like the clit is like huge mm -hmm. I don't know <laughs> and I was like what I thought it was just this little piece it just goes and wraps around a bunch of stuff and yeah. yes right and I was like wow this is like stuff they don't they don't teach you that when you're learning like sex in school or sexuality in school you learn so much like the dick is like dick is simple <laughs> you know <laughs> and but the vagina not so much um so that's been interesting and she just incorporates a lot there's a lot obviously around communication and what that looks like but I've learned some new things like when I, I talked about slowing down earlier um a new practice that we've like taken up in the bedroom that I never thought would be something I'd be into is this thing called sensate touch where you like slowly take your time just like touching your partner all over their body not necessarily even in the erogenous zones but around and like taking your time and how does that feel and talking about different things like pressure and temperatures and how all of this kind of stuff comes into play it really has opened up sex in a way that I'm using all my senses when it comes to sex um which I really don't think I had a practice of doing before Right. Well, and do you feel like it makes you, uh, well, I don't want to ask that now. Uh, what I'm curious about is how much of what you're talking to your sex therapist uh, is about sex? Is it 100% or is it 50% about your relationship as people and 50% about your sex? 
you know, like I would say it's about 80% sex, 20% like our relationship and our communication. Mm -hmm. So I think one of the things that I'm grateful for and why we kind of embarked on this endeavor to begin with is that in my relationship, we have great communication. We, you know, have all these great things. It was just the sex life only that really needed improvement. And I was like, okay, sex, as far as I can tell, is something that can be fixed and would be fun to explore to try to fix together mm-hmm. versus having like some bigger value difference that we're never going to agree on. Like mm-hmm. one of us wants children, one of us doesn't or something. Right. Um, so we go into that, um, go into our sessions and every, every session, it's so funny, like giving a report of like, she's like, so how was the sex? What kind of sex did y'all have this week? what did you do? <laughs> and kind of like, did you do your homework of having sex at a, like a different time of day? Did you do your homework of having sex in a different way? And kind of like talking that out and how it felt went is pretty much the whole first like 20 minutes. Um, and then we go from that to like exploring um, our different types of intimacy or um, different things where like maybe concerned about like last time we were in therapy I was like I just wish we were like getting freakier every time and so we spent a long time like exploring what that meant together all three of us um it's been really interesting and she always gives great recommendations of apps you can use for sex books to read um stores to check out and she's just a wealth of information that I'm like it's really cool to be with therapists is like also very passionate about sex (laughs) um it's like yeah it's pretty exciting um but yeah I I would say about 80 percent of it is just the sex life I would think that would benefit sorry it's my nap time in the afternoon (laughs) um I think that would benefit a lot of couples right really you would have to be like at a place of uh this is an emergency but just you know, hit a little snag or something. Right. Um, how much? Uh, how much does it cost? Do you know, like, are you? So that's where I don't it gets mean to little... ask about your funding or anything. I'm just kind of curious. People might wonder. Like, seems like it would be expensive. It is expensive. It costs about a hundred and ninety dollars per session. Insurance doesn't really cover sex therapy or couples. Insurance doesn't cover couples therapy so I will say that um and it's an expense that we're like willing to pay for now I don't think we'll need to pay want to pay it forever and I think there's definitely a point where we'll like feel like okay we've got enough tools and we've graduated that we can Uh make this work on our own um but I feel you on that I think it would benefit a lot of couples I mean I know so many people like I grew up in Texas and I so many people who got married young or got married to the first person they ever had sex with. And I was like, if they would have had this before they got into the marriage, I wonder what kind of difference that would make, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard. It's uh, at first you're just going at it like, you know, crazy. And then right once you sit down and like, rest and relax you might find that you have some differences that you didn't really notice in the beginning because you were just in that 
crazy frenzy of horniness that you are in the beginning, you know? Yeah. I had trouble grappling with that transition from the like frenzied hoardiness to like, oh, we live together now and sex is like, oh, do you want to have sex tomorrow at <laughs> at 10 p.m.? You know what I mean? Like to a routine. I it, it was a it's a it's a weird transition. I don't know. Yeah. No, I get it because I was, my husband he likes he likes his life compartmentalized. Okay. So every day he eats the same thing for breakfast and the same thing for lunch and in his mind bedtime is when you have sex yeah whereas me I'd rather do it in the afternoon when I'm not so tired and then get back up and finish my day you know yes. so it's just like those just those simple differences um you know you have to work through it it's not all easy totally Unless, you know, you have a pool boy or something that could take care of you in the afternoons. I don't know, but I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't have that pool boy. Not at this point. But I feel you on the afternoon sex. I feel like it's like the best time right before dinner. Uh -huh. Have sex before dinner. Then eat, get full, yep. finish your day. Um, yep. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe we're going to have to start having sex in the afternoon. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so do you watch porn? Um, I do not as much as I used to. Um, I think because I was exposed to it so young. Now I'll mm -hmm. be on porn.com where everybody goes and I'll just be like, mm, this is boring a little bit. But mm -hmm. I, I struggle. That being said, I do sometimes struggle masturbating just using like my imagination. I, it's hard for me to sometimes get into the relaxed mode. I don't know if you have any tips for that, but I don't, yeah, I don't know how no, to that, get into that. that unless I've just had really good sex, you know, like within the last 12 hours that I can recall. Yeah. Uh, then I, I gotta, I gotta go to porn too, but it's only, I don't really enjoy it. I've talked about this on here before because you have, to me, there's so many landmines you know, there's so much like uh, calling women whores and yeah. right. just that, like, I don't mind someone coming on my face, but when it, when it's meant in a degrading way in a porn and no, I, I, I just, no, thank you. So then I just usually end up watching woman on woman just so there's, right. but still, you know, that, that's what it is. It's not that I don't like watching people have sex, but I don't like the way porns are made right I think that's but, totally fair yeah um can you think of any like a mainstream movie that had like a scene in it that you thought was really sexy Ooh. Yeah, a porn movie but just a Hollywood movie a Hollywood movie that had a scene in it that's really sexy um <clears throat> Well, I, there's a couple of things that are coming to mind. One, I remember my first memory of a sex scene being Ace Ventura. Um, movie did not age well, but the sex scene in that being like, oh, and the bed's all rocking and all animals are going crazy. Um, that one stands out in my mind of being like, oh, this is a sex scene and I'm scandalized by it. Um, and then I'm trying to think of a really good sexy movie. I used to be E2. E2 Mama, E2 Mama Tambien. It's a 
Spanish film. Um, I think that's what it's called. Has some great sex scenes in it. And then otherwise, uh, Blue is the Warmest Color has this great sex scene in it. Um, it's a woman-on-woman -woman scene. And you can tell it's kind of shot through the male gaze, but it's still just like a pretty good sex scene that you're like, well, that's hot. So cool. those are probably a couple of my favorites. How's your body image? Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> my body image. It wavers, it waffles. I'm going to be honest. Some days I look in the mirror and I'm like, okay, let's get this. You're a bad bitch. And other days I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I inherited, um, I was adopted and I have an, a white almond mom. Um, and I feel like I inherited a few of her body image issues for sure. And like did a lot of diets growing up. Like I did keto when I was in like seventh grade. And um, some of that still infiltrates the way I view myself. I feel like it doesn't come into play as much when I'm having sex, which I'm surprised by. I usually feel more free in that context and a little less wrapped up in my body image, but it definitely comes up with like being on stage all the time and, you know, people take pictures of you, take videos of you and you're like, oh, I didn't ask you to do that. <laughs> but um, like I, yeah. I know I'll look at a picture and go, well, I'm not wearing that again on stage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um, but I think it's on the up and up. It's improving. I'm trying to be a little bit more honest about how I feel about my body and be more open about it. And that seems to be helping quite a bit. So, well, that's good. Uh, yeah. Do you have, uh, is there anything on your sexual bucket list or have you done every, tried everything you ever wanted to try? I still want to try one of those um, bars that hold your legs apart when you're having sex. I've never tried that. That's on my bucket list to try. I've dabbled in ropes, but I would like to get deeper into ropes. Um, I I haven't tried everything there is to try, but I would definitely want to go to, I've been to one sex party and I would probably go to another sex party. Um, and yeah, I think those are, I would love to try to have sex on a plane one day. Don't know how it's going to happen. Um, I know that seems a lot, you know, people talk about the Mile High Club. It seems a lot more difficult than everyone gives it credit for. But I think, uh, I don't know. Like, do they go yeah. to the bathroom together? Or are we talking like under a blanket in the middle right. of the night? I don't know. Well, I don't know how know. they do it either. I'll let, let you know, know if I join. Figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely will. Okay. What about you? Is there anything on your bucket list that you haven't tried? Um, sex with a woman. Okay. But my, but my husband doesn't go for that, you know. So, okay. Yeah, we're we're monogamous. So, okay. He, he dies first. I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll be getting it. That's a horrible thing to say. So, yeah. Uh, so that might just be a mystery. I will never. Yeah. Is it just like you don't want to be open or is it just like tradition that keeps keeping it, you really, it, it? It's just because, you know, like we 
he would not like me being having sex with anyone else. Right. And I would just be doing it just for shits and giggles just to see if I liked it, you know? And so it's not like like this burning desire that I've always had, but it was just like, oh shit, that's one thing I forgot to do before we got married, you know? Yeah. So it's not worth ruining anything over, so. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. All right. Uh, Weirdest place you ever had sex? Weirdest place I've ever had sex? Ooh. Like going through. Um, I think the weirdest place I ever had sex was um, in the woods, slightly in the woods, not even a full wooded area, but it was like kind of outside of a tennis court in Kent, Washington. Um, me and my ex <laughs> were on a little walk by our apartment and we decided to dip into the trees to have sex. Mm-hmm. And that was probably the weirdest place I've had sex. It was like, not quite woodsy enough and there's like trails on both sides but we did it anyway didn't get caught huh didn't get caught all right well you have uh anything else that you any interesting stories that you want to tell me or you think we're done oh um that's so many questions i'm like any interesting sex stories i guess my only interesting sex story is I don't know. Have you ever been to a sex party, Sherry? No, I've been. I've I've uh, been to a sex club, but it was just for, uh, you know, comedy or strippers or something. No, so no. Yeah, I think my well, I've been to one sex party, and I always tell people this, but there is a lot more food at sex parties than you would imagine (laughs) like full spread snack table probably one of the best snack tables i'd ever seen at the sex party and i know a lot of people don't think to combine that nor think that's the the food is separate from the sex keeping it sanitary and um yeah it was just such a it was a revolutionary experience um I think the thing that I found most interesting is even at the sex party, everybody was like naked, but the things that people would come up to like hit on me about were like, oh, you have a wonderful smile or you have great hair and it wasn't body focused. And I was like, really, I don't know. I I loved that. And I thought it was like really cool and made the space so much more inclusive and welcoming. So I recommend everybody at least trying something like that out once mm-hmm. in their life with their partner or something, just checking one of those out just to see. And it's just people who are so free about it. And I don't know, just there to enjoy sex and mm-hmm. yeah, be around other people having sex. Cool. Sounds cool. The closest I ever came to a sex party was my parents went out of town when I was 18. And okay. so we had a bunch of guys over and, you know, people were having sex everywhere, but it wasn't right. A- a sex party so <laughs> it was an unofficial <laughs> yeah and then my parents got home and within five minutes they knew everything they found the everything the evidence that was missed so anyway <laughs> okay well it's been really fun talking to you and i feel like we could talk forever but yes um how can people find you what is your like instagram handle Oh, yeah. People can find me online at Alyssa Yo. That's A-L-Y-S-S-A-Y-E-O. All right. 
I will, it will be under your picture on the thing so they can see it and they can follow you and go see you in all your glorious funniness. So thank you. thank you so much for coming on. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank, thank you for having now, me. Yeah. Now I know a lot more about sex therapy and I might be calling you to get the name of your therapist. So yes, please do. I'll talk all to right. you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye.